Hello, it's your host, Kat Walsh, and you're listening to another episode of Trip On This. This podcast is for mature audiences and is not suitable for young children. Trip On This is intended for entertainment purposes only, and we do not condone the use of illegal substances. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Trip On This. I am honored to be here today with Rashman Sampatan. He's a creative director, a senior copywriter, a creative strategist, a culture expert, a husband, a father of two little girls, and just a dope human being. I am so excited for this conversation today. We had the pleasure of working together very briefly at uh, my old agency, but we had never really got into uh, talk about the deep stuff, psychedelics, state of the world, consciousness, all that good stuff. So... Sam, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me here. And it, it's, it's, it's interesting about um, what we did work on together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of shuttled us into some deep stuff, you know, right off tops. Like yeah. our, some of our first conversations were just about, you know, uh, you know, power and gender dynamics and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, oppression and the Me Too movement and so we just started off our relationship just we, <laughs> deep in the shit. Seriously. No, seriously. And, and, and just so everyone knowing, like, he, he was a creative strategist on it. And that's really what stood out to me so much working with you is just, you know, there's always the, the obvious insights, right? Like, the more obvious, but just your way of seeing such, like, subtlety. And truly, I got to see, like, why I wasn't a creative strategist because I was like, never thought of that. But um, the fact that you did and that's so on the – it's so smart that I was like, I just – I'm I, you you really have something to say and I'm just thrilled to hear your perspective on all the things that I'm so passionate about and it sounds like you are too so let's jump into uh you know colorful stuff literally um psychedelics trip on this all right in terms of um your psychedelic experiences how have they helped inform your own creativity and your creative process hmm I'm, I think I'm still learning. Um, you know, I, it, a lot of it is about hindsight and seeing how much I've grown as a creative <clears throat> and kind of trying to pinpoint, I guess, certain growth milestones and maybe try to like draw a line and see like, okay, did I turn a corner there? And then like, why did that happen? You know, mm-hmm. and, and kind of trying to assess it in hindsight. And I think, um, cause I'm pretty seasoned, like I'm 43 years old, you know, I've been doing, um, what I do. Um, musically and creatively, you know, for the better part of 20 years now. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty in tune with my creative practice and who I am as an artist. Um, so uh, what I think, this is, a, this is a long wind up to the answer. Yeah, please. What I, how I think it's informed my practice is that certain sensitivities were heightened. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that certain doors were open that I can't quite put a finger on Mm -hmm. um, but that allow me to access things more seamlessly in a sense Mm -hmm. um, when when it's time to so it's it's, it's weird I don't know the door is open Um, the door is not always open you know well I'm sorry (laughs) the the door I think the door is always open but my ability to get to it maybe isn't always as seamless depending on what I have going on in my life it could be stress it could be what I'm putting in my body maybe I'm not meditating enough maybe there's just other things going on maybe I'm worried about money or something so I can't really like get to it yeah but when Mm -hmm. it's time for me to get to it 
then it's there for me. Whereas I think maybe it wasn't before. And I yeah. think that that, that, I think that chamber and that door is about kind of ha- about having a more intimate relationship with nature and yeah. the universe ultimately. Mm-hmm. And I feel that my experience with psychedelics has enhanced that relationship mm-hmm. and, my abil- and my ability to experience it and be present in it Yeah. Uh, more often. How long have you been uh, experimenting? Um, probably my first experimentation, I think, was in the early 2000s, maybe um, 02. Mm-hmm. So already kind of, you were in your career, but it was it was new, right? You said about 20 years? Yeah. Got it, yeah. got it, got it. And I know you are just mentioning um, kind of different practices, and I, I love that you said that because I think you're right. I think the doors are always always open, but we are wonderful blocks to ourselves when uh, yeah. just life and I think that's why it's like just a constant journey and, and learning lesson because um, if we were just always in the, like the most like dialed states of like meditative perfection, then it would, it, it just, unless you're like a monk, like I, it feels unlikely. Uh, right. So wh- how would you best describe a psychedelic experience to someone mm-hmm. who's never done it before? Pick mushrooms, <laughs> pick acid. I don't care. Like, you, you know, yeah. whatever you. I, so I feel it's such a personal experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would, I would, I would shy away from prescribing to anyone what it's going to be like for you. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that was one of my, that's one of my major hangups about uh, like even the cannabis industry is like, you know, you, there's all these products out there in terms of the ones that have the, um, the psychoactive, you know, elements. And I'm not a big like pot dude. I don't smoke a whole lot of weed. I mean, mm-hmm. I do partake here and there, but mm-hmm. I'm very like, lightweight and I have been my, my whole life with that yeah. but what I don't like about the that culture and especially now that it's been um you know legalized and now it's being capitalized on and mm-hmm. colonized um is they tell you how it's going to affect you you know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. This, you know this strain does this oh yeah you're going to feel like yeah. this and it's yeah, like yeah. it's never that it's never ever that for me <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah. Like, yeah we're all never, different yeah, you know, so your personal body chemistry and your energy and your 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 karma and your blood, like mm-hmm. it's gonna it's, it it makes a unique concoction, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, all of that said, I think for everyone, one thing maybe that is universal is it will put you in touch with what you need to be in touch with. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever that is, whether that's in you or outside of you, it'll, it'll, there's a good chance it will put you in touch with whatever it is that you need to be in touch with. And pop, you know, that can be scary. Mm-hmm. It can be pleasure. It can be pleasurable. It can be um, awesome or inspiring, you know, or it can maybe send you places that you don't want to be, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I think it's going to grease the gears and put you somewhere closer to what it is that you need in in one way, yeah, shape or form. Yeah, that's um, that idea that you just said has been a through line from the episodes that I have um, talked about. I think that's and it goes to your point. Like if there was a universal, that statement that you said has kind of universally come up um, mm-hmm. through everybody that's spoken about it because it is true. And and like like you're saying, equally the the good with 
the tougher stuff, the the stuff that you don't want to see. And um, I always give like such props to people that have tougher journeys and like get back in. Because there's, uh, you know, I, there's two types of people that I've met. You know, there's some that are just like, that was extremely unpleasant. I didn't like what came up and I don't want to do that again. And I'm like, all right, free, free. It's your life. Like, get it. Totally fine. And then there's people that are like, okay, well, I would like to maximize this life. And clearly mm-hmm. that thing is probably holding me back um, because it is magnifying it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. and it comes to you in different ways, right? Like how you receive that truth, I think is also extremely unique. Um, I think there are certain things like in, in terms of like a physical thing, the one thing, and I don't know if this is the case for you, but all I'll say is everything feels like very like high def to me. Mm-hmm. The, the one thing that like, just blows my mind every time I'm on mushrooms or honestly, or LSD, but is um, the detail that I can see of, Mm. especially of nature. So if I'm outside Mm. and I'm like looking at a palm tree, which looks so cool on, (laughs) so cool on mushrooms. Like, I don't know why I like love palm trees um, on psychedelics, Mm. but anyway, I, Mm. for whatever reason, I can see like the details and like the little Mm. like spores on it and all this stuff. And I'm like, Mm. why have I, why can't I really see that when I'm mm. not under this influence? Like the fact that mm. I can see what I can almost not see when mm. I'm not on this, like something like my vision's better. I'm like, I don't think I'm making it up because I'll go up to it sometimes. I'm like, no, that's definitely there. I've like tested this just in case anybody's like, girl, you're high. You were just high and like making shit up. No, I've literally gone back the next day, not high. I'm like, yeah. there's those spores. Never there. saw those bitches before, but like, there they yeah. are. There they are. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like, what is yeah. that? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I've, I've, I've that experience. I can definitely relate to 100% LSD. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It showed me that, which I've only experimented with two or three times. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, um, the the yeah the high deafness and my, I, I I think we're gonna get into it later. You know, um, but probably one of my most profound experiences was you know having that you know and having the world become a bit brighter and let's get into brighter. it let's get into it right now i'd love to hear yeah. about like what is one of the most psychedelic profound experiences that you've ever had and kind of what was your big takeaway yeah man um <laughs> so i went on a, i went on a lsd trip with a friend um who i actually introduced you to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um we um went to a place that we always hang mm-hmm. um and um, there's a tree out there that I've seen a thousand times. Mm-hmm. I'm a regular at this place. Yeah, I've seen it for years, and um, I didn't realize until that night that the 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 head of the tree is shaped like a dragon, which mm-hmm. is a big a dragon is a big thing for me. You know, mm-hmm. like I have a dragon, you know, my own dragon I designed like tattooed on my on my body, like my. My Chinese zodiac sign is dragon. I contemplate the dragon energy mm-hmm. like quite a bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never realized it until that night. And so not only was it a dragon, it was also an old man and it was a child and it was kind of morphing, right? And it, it sits on a median um, in the middle of four lanes of traffic that are mm-hmm. running countercurrent. <clears throat> and I'm just sitting here watching it. Like, I, first of all, I never realized that this is a dragon head. Secondly, yeah. it's very, mu- it's very much alive. You know, yeah. it's very much sentient. 
it's very much, you know, the leaves and everything on it are just bristling with life. And mm-hmm. not only that, and it's more is morphing through these three kind of um, identities. Mm-hmm. And then it's watching everyone. It's kind of going back and forth, you know, looking at looking at everything in a very rhythmic kind of knowing, watching kind of guardian mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it was at that moment because that was my that was kind of my first trip you know, mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. With LSD, and that was like how it set off. And mm-hmm. then for the rest of that time, it was about observing just how amazing plant life is mm-hmm. and I and how alive and aware and um precious it is and it's one of those things you know if you love nature yeah but to experience it and to know it is two different things for you sure. know <laughs> and I was experiencing it for real for the first time yeah. that that night and I've never seen plant life the same way since mm-hmm. and it and it totally reconfigured and reprogrammed my relationship and my understanding of my place in nature and my role in nature and how alive everything is around me and I've never seen a plant the same way since yeah every plant every plant that night was um you know, was like, yo, what's different up, personality, bro? Like, hey. like, yeah. <laughs> like they have different you know? voices, personalities. Yeah. They're like, hey. <laughs> I, I have a question. No, just, uh, hmm. What, what in your mind? So you had, you saw like three personas, the dragon and an old man. And I, I didn't catch the third. What was it again? Like a child. A child. What, um, what do you think that was? Do you think that was um, uh, you, your perception of it? Do you feel like that was somehow like a, kind of a separate spirit entity, uh, like how there's no right answer. And if you haven't given this thought, I know it's kind of a abstract idea, but I'm just no, curious. It's cool. It's cool. We're, we're in my realm. <laughs> All uh, right, cool. Um, those archetypes kind of pop up in my work a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so maybe they are different aspects of myself that were mm. coming through mm-hmm. um, or different identities um that i house i don't know yeah. um maybe that's how it communicates to you through identities that are the um, and by the way you could tell me this is not right but um uh like that you were able to receive whatever messages that you needed to receive through this like tree this sentient life this understanding through archetypes that are very close near and dear to you special hold some place mm-hmm. You know, like that's, at least that's just came to the top of my head, kind of listening to you, um, yeah. knowing that that does have a place in your life. You know, yeah, definitely. Of. I'm going to take a picture of this tree one of these nights and send it to you. Please um, do. I'm going to post it to you. So before, like after the episode, be like, y'all, you're all ready to see that tree. And then I'm going to like, <laughs> it's going to make, I'll make it like really fun. We'll get like some glowing shit around it. It's going to be great. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, I'll make sure you approve it first. Right on, right on. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, that, that tree still to this day, you know, when I pass by it, you know, um, I, I'm not always, cause I still, it's, it's on my normal walk. So I'm not always, you know, I, I pass by it probably dozens of times a week. So I not, don't every single time acknowledge it, but I still have my moments where I'm like, all right, good. <laughs> you know yeah yeah um, hey. but the, the old the, the old man like the, the way that it just seamlessly morphed into these things mm. 
also indicated to me that it was that that that's always there. Like I can see it now, you know, whenever I look at it, I can mm-hmm. see all three of those things in mm-hmm. that tree now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And so, so what it indicated to me is that there's there's art all around, you know, that we take for granted, you know, that that we don't that we don't see. Um, yeah. yeah. And. I'm already in a space of, you know, stop and smell the roses, you know, make sure that you appreciate the small things, but that just kind of anchored, anchored me in it even yeah. more. It's, it's interesting when you talk about the nature, uh, the, just the connection to nature. That's, that's very well studied now. Actually, I was reading, um, Michael Pollan's book, how to change your mind, uh, for those listening, if you just want a history lesson on psychedelics, check mm-hmm. it out because, and I really would recommend it to you too. It's, very, very good. But what he says is that there is um, kind of a very common through line of this connection to nature that people have through these assisted psilocybin uh, experiences. Uh, they didn't do it with acid, but I mean, to me, it's it. it there's a lot of similarities there. And, um, yeah. and it's, you know, I think whatever it is, whether it's just kind of lowering that veil and, and being able to kind of see beyond um, our material world as much that it does kind of do something and and it's not just like the best thing I'd say is everyone probably who's never done it is just like you're just tripping and like projecting but I'm like unless you do it like come talk to me you know what I mean like don't say anything with like an absolute until you really know uh like you said like a direct experience and then like everybody can make their own uh their own you know, belief about that but just there's a whole lot of people that don't know each other that are coming to a very similar conclusion and there's something to say about that Um, and I, and I had that experience too, actually, I went to Joshua tree. Um, it was the first time I had like a really big mushroom experience, uh, in a long time. And, Mm -hmm. um, the way that the, it was like a porch and there was like these trees and I don't, I don't know if you know, like have this too with mushrooms, but like my, like, uh, what's it called? Where everything like seems closer, like where things are to me and the size, like get a little wonky at times. So Mm -hmm. the tree was probably at least 10 to 15 feet above this deck. And we were mm. laying down, I had yoga mats. I was just laying down looking at the trees. And like all of a sudden they were like so close to me and just breathing, like everything was just breathing. Like I could just see everything mm. that was so alive. My mm. friend who was also on a trip with me uh, saw all the same shit. And the craziest part is what we both also saw is she had brought uh, fairy wings to mm. Joshua Tree because we dressed up for each other. Like we were like total ravers. Like it was hilarious. It was just two of us. Um, and we just like dressed up and she had these fairy wings and she ended up hanging them up. And the only thing that just looked not alive were those. Like, and they were so beautiful. They were pretty and sparkly and green and like all this stuff. Like before we were on this psychedelic experience, they looked awesome. And then suddenly like them hanging and like flapping there and like to see everything so alive everything so alive and then just to see kind of like I don't even know what they're made of but like you know just like something that you can get from a CVS and we're just like both of us were like damn look how just not alive like the, I don't want I hate to use we're like dead but like that there's yeah. not life force in that and yeah. it's so insane that we both saw it I was like dude are you seeing <laughs> this I'm like can you are you seeing through my eyes she's like I am seeing that and it just Again, it was just one of those cool, like getting in touch. And since then, like, like you, like I've never, I've never looked at nature the same. I'm always like talking to plant, my plants. Like, Hey, what do you need? (laughs) If like they were hurting, I like ask them out loud. I'm like, do they water you too much? Like I was trying to love you like maybe too hard, but. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, nah, man, that's very real. That's very real. And, yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of just indigenous and native um, knowledge and wisdom, you know, around this stuff that I'm not versed in mm-hmm. very very much, but I catch little tidbits here and there, and I know. Um, you know, I know people who, who do shaman work and, you know, are medicine men and women and, mm-hmm. and chieftains and, um, spiritual leaders, um, who <clears throat> work with this type of medicine, um, fr- frequently. Yeah. And, um, something I learned from a good friend of mine, she told me once was that the mushroom um, there's a relationship between, I think, uh, mushrooms and I believe ayahuasca, mm-hmm. um, where they are considered kind of a mother and father of a, mm-hmm. of a family. And I think cannabis is kind of like the son or the daughter oh, of, of that family. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and the, I, I could be wrong. Um, there's a good chance that uh, I am it's wrong. It's not peyote, but, is it? Or, or, uh, mescaline? As the as the it, father it, and ayahuasca is the mother. Is is uh, uh like uh San Pedro or it's called a uh God there's another kind of term, but it's basically from peyote. It's, one it's, of, it's from yeah it's one it's it's one it's one of those yeah it's either peyote masculine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Or ayahuasca mm-hmm. yeah that's considered the the father or the mother yeah ayahuasca is the mother. Okay, yeah. so the, so the so the big thing I remember then is that the mushroom um is. Basically, the way she broke it down to me is it's almost like the Earth's, the Earth Spirit's internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mushroom is kind of the information highway, mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are basically plugging directly into it, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when, you, when you take that medicine. Mm-hmm. And then you're you're going to be hit with information, um, and you process it how you process it based on your own you know your own personal thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But once you're connected, you know, then you're connected, and then yeah. you can continue to stay you know to deepen the connection if you want to, um, you know, responsibly mm-hmm. and and knowingly you know knowing that you're taking medicine and knowing that you're strengthening the connection and that you have to be mindful of it. Yeah. Um, and so. So I, I, that's something I keep in mind too, yeah. you know, um, on mushrooms. Like I don't, really, I don't have, I haven't had hallucinogenic experience on mushrooms in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's become more about, I just basically become this open, I just open up and mm-hmm. I start feeling things. It's more of like a feeling experience. Yeah. 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 Um, and, um, and I feel you know, on the other side of that experience, whether it's the next day or two weeks, two months, two years down the line that I come away with some type of information um, mm-hmm. that I then, you know, am incorporating into my life mm-hmm. um, somehow. But I, op- I open myself up to information, then I process it. And then, you know, it comes out in, in, in some creative fashion. So yeah, the downloads, I think what your yeah. friend was talking about too, and, and I could be wrong, but I was actually just learning about a very similar idea. Um, I was watching a uh, scientist named Paul Stamets. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's just the 
he is like the all things mushroom fungi. I think he's got a company called Fantastic Fungi, and he came out with a uh, uh, a documentary called Fantastic Fungi, and he talks about exactly what you're saying about the Earth's uh, internet network that it looks like it, and it's um, I might be saying this wrong, but mycelium is essentially the mushroom underground. the The mushroom that we see is the fruiting body. Mm-hmm. which is really rare because usually um, a fruiting body is like what should be protected from animals. And yet mm-hmm. like it's the fruiting body. It's almost like the fruiting body. Um, they describe like almost like kind of wants to be eaten because mm-hmm. that's what's on the ground. And like, that's why they kind of, a lot of scientists like trip out about like, it doesn't make sense from a mm-hmm. protection standpoint for the, the fruiting body to be like, here I am. And like, that's what's the psychedelic shit. The bottom though, is the network that you're talking about. It mm-hmm. runs through all the trees it goes through. And the, the way it actually looks is very similar to what an internet connection looks like. And, um, mm-hmm. it, I, I, so. I definitely, the deepening of the connection, everything just is, feels very, very right to me. Cause that is what it feels like to me too. And, and, um, I, I went through a phase of not having like very like psychedelic experiences recently. Uh, uh, I mean, I guess more recently, <laughs> don't tell, um, but, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it, it was much more of kind of how it used to be. And I was like, cool. Word. I mean, it's, yeah, it's cool. Like when it happens, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh, presents. Oh my God. This is yeah. fun. <laughs> I'm getting downloads and everything looks awesome right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me see what else I got for you some. This has been such a fun conversation. I just have to say, like, I've been really enjoying this. So thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. So, okay. Um, have you had any more difficult experiences before? No. Good. Lucky. Let me, let me think. No. Good. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not 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 with the trip itself, you know. Yeah. I I think there are times where I probably overindulged, and then I didn't feel great, you know. Yeah. The, you know, following days following, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, nothing, nothing terrible has yeah. ever happened on a That's trip. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, I talk. I won't go into it right now because I talk about it on the first episode. But I, my first experience when I was sixteen was all done, all completely wrong. So, um, needless mm-hmm. to say, that was not like the most pleasant, but. Here I am talking, have a podcast about uh, tripping. So we got back <laughs> on the train, folks. So we're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you had any psychedelic trips with your wife or close friends? <laughs> what? Are you laughing at me right now? <laughs> tell me, tell all of us. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking about. I wait. I, okay. Here's what happened. You okay. said, um, you did it all wrong, and then uh, and then it got me to thinking about what would have happened if I would have taken my first LSD trip without a trusted friend there, basically, <laughs> yeah, who was a guide. Because mm-hmm. um, and then I started thinking about all the trippy shit that happened that night mm-hmm. and how terrible it would have been um, if I was by myself. You yeah. know, um, that, and then what I was laughing at <laughs> was we, we ran into a dude that night <laughs> who came out of nowhere. 
And always, by the both, way. Oh, like people yo. just like appear. You're just like, okay, why does like weird shit just happen to happen when you're like already in a weird like? Uh, you're like, is this normal? Okay, sorry, go on. <laughs> we both both agreed immediately after as we were assessing the situation. We both agreed immediately agreed. Wow, um, <laughs> that this dude was some type of underworld elf. Big, um, some underworld tech elf. Like, I mean, it was bizarre. We were at a place that we always hang and we've never seen that dude before and we have not seen him since. Wow. He told, he told us this. He said, this is going to be the last time you ever see me. No. <laughs> he said, I'm going back underground. He said this. No, us. are you serious? But I'm just, I'm laughing because he came out like. Underground? Had, <laughs> it felt like he came out. It felt like he emerged. And, and we, we both looked at each other like, yo, where did this dude come from? And he had cigarettes behind his ears. And he was like, he was lighting a cigarette. I think one of the cigarettes was lit behind his ears. And then he proceeded to give us a 30 minute lecture about how, how everything was going to go south with the internet and technology and digital privacy rights and like all of this shit. But his whole vibe was just Dark. that of an elf. It was like, wow, we just met an elf. So anyway, I was just, I was, I, that whole thing just came back to me while we were just talking. That's hilarious. You know? Thank God you had bad. a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you had a friend. I love that he has a cigarette lit behind his ear. <laughs> like, what in the fuck is going on? Are you like, just, just like, there's, you need your cigarette so bad that like, you can't even like wait to the, like the, what is it? Two seconds to fucking light that shit up? <laughs> no, but the way the way that he appeared, it was literally like this, cat. It was like this. So what are you guys? So what are you guys talking about? Oh, it was my. like that with the, with the smoke, and we we're like it blows it in your face. You're like, okay, yeah. and it, it, with the like slightly pointed ears and the weird vibe, like oh. it was just like where did this elf dude come from wow and i love that he just leaves you with like you'll never see me again and then he pulls out the men in black stick he's like good night and we never saw him again and that was that was easily three yeah that was three years ago almost to the date wow that's so yeah. funny that just reminds me of my uh close friend of mine was telling me about his acid story when he was way younger and like how just so much weird shit like that was happening and like obviously they were like tripping their fucking face off too but then like yeah. people were just like coming out of no like just out of nowhere like I don't even I'm gonna not even gonna butcher this story but it made me laugh because he's like I don't know what it is but every time I would do especially acid with like friends he's like just he's like I'm not like making these people up like they just somehow like I don't know did like our aura just like pull them in, like raise it no. tractor beam them in You're like hi yeah yeah exactly like you know? I mean we, my friends and I um have a lot of stories like that um in the early days when we would um first start playing with mushrooms um in new york mm -hmm. and uh <clears throat> it was always an event it was always things that only happened after we had ate eight mushrooms and we were together mm -hmm. so we could we could all corroborate these stories mm -hmm. you know whereas if we had been by ourselves then no but no one would believe us but, right i mean there's stories on stories from the new york days like but there was that. This is a real quick one. Real, yeah. real quick. No, one. please. Kind of, I love these. Kind of, so, so, um, one friend and I, so we had planned to meet at, um, Fort Greene Park in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I think about eight, eight of us. 
and we were like, yeah, you know, we're going to eat some mushrooms, have a good time, let's do some music, you know, mm-hmm. just vibe. Because we had a couple of friends come in from out of town. We hadn't seen in a while. So it was kind of like a little reunion. Mm-hmm. So we're like, hey, we're going we're gonna to meet at the park. Um, the, you know, the six, seven, eight of us or whatever. But two of us had to go first. And we, we used to work together. So mm-hmm. we got off of work and we went to go meet the hippie, the hippie lady who sold the chocolates. She had, she had mushrooms and chocolates. Mm-hmm. So we'd go meet her, we'd go meet her, buy the chocolates. Boom, we're good. Um, but we had like two hours to kill before the rest of the guys got there, mm-hmm. right? So we hear all this like commotion. So we like, you know what? While we're waiting, like let's just eat a couple, right? Yeah. Yep. So, um, so we ate them, and then we're like, we hear this commotion like at the top of the hill. Mm-hmm. We go to the top of the hill, and <laughs> there's a circus. All right, uh, all out circus in what? the middle of the park in Brooklyn, and what? it's a freak. It's a freak show, like an actual freak show. Like so, there's like. You know, there's many ponies. There's a bearded lady. You know, what? Um, there's yeah. There's just just craziness. People like flamethrowers. Oh my god, on mushrooms! Like you're like <laughs> this could not get weirder. But like let's so we're like, let's try. Yo, <laughs> we're like yo, what the hell? <gasps> right before the homies show up, then the circus breaks down. They're like, all right, y'all, thank you for showing up, and we'll see you next year. And then they break down in ten minutes. And we're like seeing the homies like off in the distance, like getting off no. the train, like walking. <laughs> and they walk and they walk and they come up to the top of the hill. And by the time they get to the top of the hill, there is no trace that there was any circus there and nobody was there watching it. What, they think you're there fucking the- like you're fucking with them the whole time. You're like, no guys, like why? Mind you, there was there was a crowd. There was easily about two, three hundred people there, you know, and it's just like everybody dispersed, you know, at at the same time. It was crazy. Did they all get together to throw you guys under the bus <laughs> to like make sure that nobody believed this fucking story? They're like, how could two hundred and three hundred people really like break up this quick? And like you saw us in the distance, like, yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, but that was the beginning to a, a crazy night that we all still talk about to this day. And that was two thousand three. You know. Wow. Um so yeah, we, I mean, we have probably about 10 stories. Yeah. But it's always good when you have some, some people there because it connects you guys too. Like we all have a very, you know, um, psychic nonverbal connection. That's my know? next question. Actually, that's such a perfect segue. My question was about like, have you had uh, experiences with your, um, your wife, your close friends and like what you learned from that? Like what, what did that experience do bonding psych like i'd love to you just unpack that a little bit yeah yeah well my wife definitely does an experiment um which if if her family is listening they'll be happy to know (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, i'm the weird one they they, they're okay with that but um but she's very supportive of my explorations she knows um you know that's how i get things a lot of things done Mm -hmm. um and she knows that i'm responsible with it and i never let it get in the way of um who i am and what i do love that Love that. Um, so my, my friends, um, but yeah, we definitely, wait, what was the question again? Just like, like you were saying, like you guys kind of have this like psychic bond, you know, like psychic, like a nonverbal bond. Like, can you just unpack like what, how that, how, how psychedelics being on psychedelics has impacted your friendships or, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. all that kind of territory? Yeah, man. Um, I mean, it's just like, you know, I have friends who we've been on those journeys together and we have a bond that n- nothing can really get between. I mean, mm-hmm. even if it's distance and time, and even if we're having issues with each other, like um, it doesn't really matter. You know, we are connected on another 
plane, so to speak. And so mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> when we come back together, um, it's like no time has passed, you know, yeah. um, or we always know, like, when, if we haven't spoken in a while, we always know, like, you know, when it's time to reach out and mm-hmm. um, you take cues from each other. And we're always kind of on the same pace. Like we're kind of spread across the country, but we're yeah. always kind of doing similar things at the same time. And our, our life trajectories are very similar and mm-hmm. we can always, we can always, you know, kind of relate to and commiserate with each other. And so it's, I think it's really probably a very important part of the experience yeah. is kind of building a tribe that, you know, um, that you can journey with or that you have journeyed with because it creates a, a special kind of connection that I think is beyond mm-hmm. um, some of the more traditional con- connections that we are yeah. used to here on earth. I gotta have your people. Some, I've had so much fun talking to you today. Thank you for coming on, sharing a wisdom. I'm sure everybody knew what I was talking about when I was talking about how you had something to say before, and I'm sure they're feeling it now. Right on, right on. And I mean, if, if there's one more thing I can say, yeah, please. Um, you know, especially at this moment in history that we're in mm-hmm. right now, um, <clears throat> I think the work that you're doing is important. Um, I think that a lot of us are being driven towards whatever our form of liberation work is. Mm-hmm. Um, and liberation is a big key point for me this year. I mean, it's a big key point in my life, but yeah. this year, especially I'm making sure that it's incorporated into the actual work that I do mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the endeavors that I undertake and the conversations that I have. Yeah. And this is very much in line with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I put up a, a prayer and a meditation at the top of the year to make sure that I attracted opportunities and people mm-hmm. who would give me the chance to speak on things that liberate mm-hmm. and also where I could learn from them yeah. about new ways to help people liberate yeah. um, themselves and to, and to show the oppressed or mm-hmm. the attacked um, ways to free themselves, you know, or ways they can free their loved ones. And so I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. I appreciate the the work that you're doing. It's you. it's probably more important than you realize. And um, I, I look forward to seeing it um, take flight. Thank you so much. That really means a lot. Um, where can people find you on social? Uh, on your website? Any any place you'd like uh, some people check out your work? Yeah, just find me on IG. That's probably the simplest way right now. Mm-hmm. All my social handle, handles are some killer. That's S-U-M-K-I-L-L-A at some killer. So that's IG, that's YouTube, that's Twitter. And then, you know, there'll be links there for you to, to follow the rest. Awesome. Yeah, everybody, uh, especially those brands and whatnot. Seriously, seriously. I'm not just saying this because someone's on my show and said something really nice about me. Uh, he's an excellent, excellent creative mind to have for any kind of branding or campaign. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Um, thank you. Can't wait for this episode to come out. Yeah. All right, Kat. Congratulations. Thank I'm looking you. forward to seeing this. Thank, thank you.